0: me Wayne to be the best in the world. Why, Eddie? Why?
1: You know it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's your boy Stevie Jobber. And it's your boy Dangerous Duke. And welcome back to the Dangerous Jobbers podcast. Putting wrestling over one podcast at a time. Yes, sir. A lot of news, back to back to back to back to back. We're going to focus on three main things. Uh, AEW's Russell Dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, NXT's uh, No Mercy. Mm. And the predictions for Lane, which is quickly approaching this week, uh, if you're mm. listening in real time. No more carpool lane. And they're breaking it out so fast. But, mm-hmm. but we'll we'll get to that and maybe why they put fast lane <clears throat> here instead of where it usually is. But first things first, Duke, tell them where they can find us.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you've been here before, welcome back. You already know the deal, where you can find us. But for those of you who are here for the first time, This is where you can find us. You can find us right here where we are on the Dangerous Jobbers podcast. If you go to YouTube, you go to Spotify, you go to Apple Music, you go to Google Podcasts, go right to that search bar, type in Dangerous Jobbers podcast. Make sure you hit the bell. Make sure you link in with us. Hit that follow button. Stay up to date on everything myself and Stevie Jobber do. Check out these dope TikToks Stevie Jobber's been putting out there on our uh, TikTok account at Dangerous Jobbers podcast. And make sure you check out DangerousJobbersWebsite.com. You can check out all the former wrestlers of the pods, Stevie's monthly rundown, all the old episodes, people that we've interviewed. You can check out all that stuff. So if you haven't linked up with us, make sure that you do.
1: Hell yeah. I can never I can never do those as good as you do. <laughs> I've realized that I've come to that realization. You're just, I'm I'm, I'm not as on it. I'm not Sound, as bad. I can't sounding like a used that, car like, salesman. Uh, that used car salesman. Yeah, man, you you got that. What? Who's on mm-hmm. AEW that does that rundown of like the pay per view cards? Is that really uh? Is that Excalibur? Yeah, that's Excalibur. Like Excalibur with the rundown. Mm-hmm. Um, starting mm-hmm. with AEW Wrestle Dream, just because, I mean, that's probably the biggest news of the week. More than likely. And it's funny because the pay-per-view itself doesn't have a lot of surprising finishes except for maybe two. Um, And I was looking over it, and the big matches are not super big. There's, there's kind of only a, a few, maybe three on hand. I can count of that are kind of big matches really Mm -hmm. in the grand scheme of things and everything else is just kind of moving it along. So I figure we'll touch on the things we need to touch on, but I'll I'll go down the results just for anybody that didn't catch Russell dream and is wondering what happens, but is not going to pay any of that money or, you know, doesn't care to type in bleacher report to find out. (laughs) Um, MJF retained against the righteous. Um I could have told you that was gonna happen. Yeah. Just it's kind of a weird spot for MJF to be in, but I don't know.
0: I don't know. (laughs) It's yeah, I mean nobody really I don't think
1: anyone thought MJF was losing. Um Eddie Kingston beats uh Shibata for the ROH and New Japan Strong open weight titles. Um so he retained yeah again could have took i mean but, gonna happen
0: but still i gotta I gotta say this, man Eddie's been on a roll ever since he got these belts ever since you know they kind of just obviously they always let Eddie do his thing, but now they're kind of just really letting him run with it, yeah, so kudos man he's doing he's doing great, great stuff,
1: and I really gotta I will express uh because they're getting it together now. Which we talked about. I gotta express my thanks that they're actually putting Eddie over for once. Yes, it uh it does great for this new shift in viewpoint. I'm trying to give myself on AEW. They're doing. They chose a really good time to start shaking things up as I mm-hmm. wipe the, the slate clean. So, um. They're doing good putting things in perspective. Happy for Eddie. Uh, Chris Statt beat Julia Hart. I guess I told you I was probably gonna happen. Mm-hmm. I don't think they spent even a lot of time on Julia Hart and Chris no, Stat. So, it,
0: it, yeah, it's it's been like lukewarm for me for them.
1: Um, the Bucks won mm-hmm. the fatal four way. Yeah, I could have told you that was gonna yeah. happen. I it's mean, the Bucks. Hook and Cassidy weren't really a team. They were just kind of like a thing that happened. Mm-hmm. It's a spot filler. I mean, how many times did the Lucha Bros and the and the Bucks went at it? You know, I don't right. it it's gonna be them. Uh, the Guns. I really don't even know how the Guns got in this, because they were. I, I don't know. I it I, I... seems like they live on a different planet sometimes. with there were Jay White and and the bullet club gold yeah i feel like when it comes to the when
0: it comes to the guns it, it's kind of like a mishappenstance if you will or a, or a relationship of convenience I don't You know, know.
1: i think they're ashamed of them and this isn't the time <laughs> to talk about it but <laughs> I, I think tony's like ashamed that they're over and i wish people would stop acting like the guns are not over you, the ass hey. boys are over and you guys need to accept that you need to take them seriously and I think it's like a Billy Gunn thing where like Billy Gunn was always really good but no one was ever going to say that like his, his gimmick was always well, yeah, it was too outrageous we're not going to say it now we're going to wait until they're 60 like we did with Billy right and be like you know those guns were really they're going to be like the Nickelback of wrestling anyway Uh, swerve strickland versus hangman page this is the only one i actually kind of wanted to take some time to give some spotlight to swerve beats hangman page and i'm gonna choose the high road of not ripping in the hangman page about how he ended up here in his life but good, good stuff swerve strickland I mean, congratulations, man. That's a big win for Swerve, and I feel like the momentum has been building. Lately I've had to watch AEW like NXT, and I'm, I'll am i be honest with you, I'm honestly probably watching more NXT these days. But I feel like I've been watching AEW like I used to watch NXT, which is just looking over there to scout and update with talent, and I've been seeing the momentum building with Swerve, so very big for him to get a win over Hangman Page. I think Hangman really needs to reevaluate where he is in life and wonder how he got in this um, being the elite island that they all seem to be on where they're beatable at any point in time but they keep appearing on TV for some reason even though they never really seem to be significant. I don't know how he's found himself in this loop that the rest of the elite are in Um. but... (laughs) Good for Swerve.
0: I have something I want to say. I might touch on it later on another pod, but this may be a hot take. I don't know, but I just want to say something and then we go to the next match. We'll, we'll go to the next. Hangman Adam... I want to make sure I say this the right way. Hangman Adam Page is the new Marty Skrull. <laughs> Mm. Just not as good, and I'm gonna leave it there.
1: And we're we'll gonna touch, move on.
0: We'll touch on it later, but move, we'll move, leave move it on. there.
1: Uh, Ricky Starks versus Wheeler Yuta. Um, Starks beats Yuta. <laughs> yeah, that's my, that's my dog. That's that's my dog. Duh.
0: He better he better <laughs> have one. Uh, yeah. You you not gonna you not gonna job this man out twice now.
1: Come on now, and it's Wheeler Yuta. Like I know Wheeler's from Philly and all that,
0: but you ain't you ain't jobbing Stark's but out Wheeler, twice. Wheeler,
1: you would be losing to anybody. You're like the only guy in the Bullet Club, the Blackpool Combat Club, that's like allowed to lose. You're yeah. like you're yeah. like never win anything. You like for all the wins they have to rack up, you have to take all the L's. And it's an it's unfortunate, but this is the place you chose in life. Apparently, um,
0: you you are the dirty dom of Blackpool Combat Club, just not as good.
1: <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> as long as you <laughs> the there, my man, Dirty Dom still be still be out here doing it. Uh, 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 which we'll get into later. Next, the only reason I really wanted to watch Russell Dream, uh, Brian Danielson versus Zach Saber Jr. and I found it kind of interesting, right? This is this is probably and I don't want to I don't want to seem like you'd be biting WWE's lineup of things, but this was their like pure wrestling match, five-star for the night. Yeah. Which it it should have been Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr. is a dream match. Literally, why you could headline the show, Wrestle Dream. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the exact definition. But Danielson beat Zack Sabre Jr. Are you surprised they went with Danielson, or did this kind of feel like an inevitable thing that just the people needed to see?
0: Truthfully, me personally, I would not have been mad with either side of the coin. I wouldn't be mad if Danielson won or if uh, Zach Saber Junior won, just because of how phenomenal both of them guys are. Mm-hmm. However, if I had to pick one, I'm pretty sure Danielson was the pick, just because one, Tony loves uh Brian. Tony, Tony loves Brian Danielson. Everything about the guy, personally and ring in general, just he he has nothing but love for Danielson. Not to say he doesn't for Sabre Jr., but you can see it's a little more there with Bryan.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and then, you know, the fans too. Uh, I'm pretty sure most of the fans were were clamoring for Brian. And Tony has a tendency of giving the people what they want more often than, you know, other people do. So this clearly for me was, you know, Brian getting the W. And I'm glad he did. It was a great match. I loved it. Um, like you said, it was their five-star match of the night. So I I really don't have any gripes with the way it went.
1: If I could say anything, I would say um As good as it is. I think with Zach Sabre Jr being in the mighty and Claudio being free from being Ring of Honor champion and Moxley being free from being international ch- uh champion. Mm. So, so weird saying international. Um I think there's potential to run this back in a bigger way Mm -hmm. with uh, the Mighty and Blackpool Combat Club where we could get a round two surrounding the factions and then a conclusion round three where they could duke it out again. Mm -hmm. But I feel like in 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 a faction wars kind of not asterisk sort of way, but like their version of a war games and their own kind of version of a war games, Zack Sabre Jr. could get Danielson back and get mm-hmm. his win that way. Even if it's like a one-on-one with both factions ringside and, and the turn up Sabre Jr. just happens to lock on something crazy and, uh, get the pin or the submission. Because I think it would be it might be even crazier if he gets the submission. Because then Danielson's tapped out. And then match three is huge. Yeah, true. Because Danielson don't ever tap. It's like tapping out Austin. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, three is even bigger. But that's me fantasy booking. I just see it going so many more places because this is such a big match. And it, it's it's definitely a match that you don't have to see. You know, you can see multiple times over and not get yeah, there. and and not be tired of it. Um, and then the conclusion, last match of the night. Um, <laughs> you know, the way they booked this, and I don't know why I'm just realizing this now, but you should have known when they decided not to close with Danielson and Zack Sabre Jr., that Edge was coming. That there was some fuckery afoot. Because Christian is over. Oh, you know what? We have one more match before that. I'm I'm talking about it too soon. But I'll say this and move on. You should have known by the fact that they didn't close with that, that Edge was coming. Because why would Christian and the TNT Championship be the main event of the night you know that doesn't make any sense of course edge would be coming back but we'll get into it later i just realized now that because they didn't finish you you should you could have been able to tell that mm-hmm. was the easter egg that was something bigger just happened um but i got ahead of myself the don callis family uh went up against jericho and the golden lovers uh again weird spot Don Cow's family wins also weirder spot. But then again, I could have told you that Jericho needed to lose. And because of that weird spot we were just talking about with Hangman, the elite always seem to be in these positions where they're in relevant matches, but they're not relevant themselves. So they usually end up losing. Except for that exception with the Bucks, where I don't I don't know. The Bucks just put themselves over a lot. Not that that's a bad thing. I mean, it's certainly you know they're certainly one of the greatest tag teams of all time. But you know, I feel mm-hmm. like sometimes they're they put the tag division in a weird place. They, were, they put they, themselves they, over. Once instead.
0: upon a time, there was a certain group who was putting themselves over everybody.
1: I just I don't know. Anyway, once upon a time. Anyway, anyway. Uh, But yeah, the Don Callis family wins, which I think is really good for Sammy Guevara. I don't think Will Ospreay needs it or cares. Um, And Takeshita, I'm at a weird place with. uh, Because I'm like, I don't really care about Don Callis or Takeshita. I mean, nobody really cares about Don Callis. So... This, I'm just in a weird place where I'm like, man. It's if there. this if this keeps Sammy over, then let's go for it. I realize Don is a lot like Chris, where he just continued to reinvent himself into relevancy. So I'm just kind of like, whatever keeps Sammy over at this point. Pretty much. Because I already feel like it's a weird dynamic that. Sammy ended up training on Jericho when realistically speaking he would have followed him to the Don Kyle's family anyway if you look at the storyline which kind of makes the storyline really not make a whole lot of sense it it feels like they had a match and a, a heel turn when they really could have just sat down and had a conversation mm-hmm. but, but I, I don't I don't know don't X-Men. Don Cow's family beats uh the Golden Lover <laughs> What a fucking the Golden Lovers like. Why would you-, <laughs> you? You you know you know what? Let's. The more you think about it, the more holes you find. FTR versus uh Aussie Open. How much did you care to see this match? It's is it bad that I I really didn't care. I I almost didn't know it was happening. So
0: again, think, that yeah. again. I mean, not this, not this, not the shit on Aussie Open or FTR, but both amazing tag teams. When there's just so much shit going on and so many other yeah. things and moving parts, it's like you lose track. Yeah. I think that's why yeah. WWE doesn't do the nine the nine
1: match pay per views that they used to do. It's like fuck. There's so many things to keep track of. You're gonna forget something. Yeah, that's why they usually only do it at WrestleMania or SummerSlam.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, even Royal Rumble keeps a tight card. Yeah, they like, I think they're, like, six most. So, you get lost in the shuffle, and with everybody just, you know. It's uh, a lot. It, and it feels like a, you know, it's for a different day. It's for a different day, how I feel about the tag division. It's for a different day. The biggest thing we have to talk about so we don't fill all our time talking about AEW. Christian Cage and a two out of three Falls match with Darby Allen. Before we talk about what happened, I would just like to say this really supports my theory that only the veteran guys that are mostly from AEW or the Indies, uh like from New Japan and not even New Japan, really more impact and Ring of Honor are kind of the only guys that know how to get over and stay over. Mm-hmm. Because in the grand scheme of things, before we even get to the debut, in the grand scheme of things, there is no way the, that Christian Cage, from where he came back at in his career, could write himself into <laughs> a main event over Brian Danielson and Zach Saber Jr. to generate enough heat with enough of his own ideas to Alley one of the biggest debuts to the indies, probably ever. So just take a second to look at who knows the wrestling business and who's over in AEW. And you can kind of figure out who's keeping the ship afloat over there. It's very clear because there's no way Christian should come back out of retirement be able to main event a two out of three falls match with Darby Allen, who hasn't been a main eventer in... since like CM Punk, yeah, because of Christian, because of Christian, Christian being one of the most booed, the probably the most booed person. Uh, on AEW, mm-hmm. aside from maybe Sammy Guevara, maybe. I mean, Christian is, he's too good at this. And so I just want to put a little spotlight on how big this is that Christian kind of willed this into possibility because I have to think Edge, during the entire time Edge came back, was looking at Christian's run like, how is this guy pulling this off? He's beating Kenny Omega for the Impact World Championship. He's made a vain Slam anniversary. He's coming back over here, finding a way to put Jack Perry in a great position that now doesn't mean anything. But whose fault is that really? <laughs> And off of doing something to put Jack Perry over, has managed to put himself possibly three times as over as Jack Perry uh might ever be. Christian is, is just amazing. So that brings me to Edge. Or uh the legendary Adam Copeland hmm The rated R superstar. I guess he kept that one. Yeah. Oh. Oh. You think you know him? I'll let you talk about how big it is for AEW. I'll just talk about how big of a L this is for WWE low-key. Not even low-key, high key. But let me break it down for you. And then I'll let you take care of the feeling and the everything else. This is a big L for WWE, not because, oh, they lost Edge and blah, 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 blah. like normal people lose, take Ls or, you know, I'm going to break it down. It's a big L because Edge was able to leave and generate so much without really saying anything. So, the that means the heat was already so massive without him even having to hint that he was really going over there. Because he gave you no indication. He gave you nothing. Not at all. So, that just meant the people wanted it so bad that you had to believe it was happening. And then it happened. Because... Mm-hmm. It's just that he's that big that he can just not say anything and show up and everyone will already be wanting it and expecting it and it'll just be a toss up. So that's an L for one because that means his name value outside of WWE is far too high, like far too high. Probably farther than even WWE anticipated far too high and i think again that is a credit to freaking christian because you have to look at what christian did and understand that these two are wrestling psychopaths and edge is not going to take christian shit lying down <laughs> okay <laughs> okay i'm not gonna let you be a world champion okay beat the likes of kenny omega standing in the ring with the likes of josh alexander Stand across the ring from Darby Allen, be able to get as much reaction as you get and me not come over there and do my thing. You know what I'm saying? You're leaving, I think Christian presented too much too many, too many what ifs. Mm-hmm. Because Edge said that thing, that that's what brought him back to wrestling in the first place, is that what if. And I think the good work that Christian has done generated such a big what if for Edge that he had to leap over mm-hmm. because i I generally thought like maybe he is just retired. um and then I thought about Christian, and then I was like, there's no way Christian can do what Christian's done, and Edge sit at home. There's just no way. So that's why it's an L, but it's also an L because he brought meddling this with him. That's really it. That's such an L. That's such an L, bro. Alter bridge, baby. And if you and if you're and if you're not reali- realizing why the theme song is such an L, realize that when Cody came back, and he kept his song. How much different it would have been if he had to go back to uh, smoke and mirrors Mm -hmm. or if they gave him a whole new song that just was not it yeah that theme song is so authentic to who that person is at their height and momentum getting the edge song is is a huge l and then Pack that L on cherry on top. He gets to keep the Rated R superstar. Oh, what an L! What an L that is. He gets to still be the Rated R superstar. He doesn't have to change. He can come there as himself. Um, sure, he's Adam Copeland instead of Edge, but you know what I mean. Adding classic to I'm mean, adding Cage to to Christian didn't change anything.
0: Mm-hmm. You know. We all and knew we, his name
1: was Adam. We're over yeah, it.
0: I was gonna say they, they made that storyline at one point where the, where Matt was just calling him Adam. So we we know
1: we know Adam. Yo, so just so many L's for the momentum of Edge. It's like getting a, a I hate to rag on CM Punk. I don't. I don't hate to rag on CM Punk. It's like getting a good CM Punk. It's like getting a CM Punk that like met what he said in the first speech. Like I'm here, I'm here, I'm here to, I'm here to fight new what he said. young talent and help the locker room and put everybody over and, you know, do a good second run with as many young new people as possible to just bring life to, you know my last run and the business itself. And somebody with a mind like edge that cares like edge that still wants to go like edge is very scary. And then you pair that edge with the momentum of Christian, like don't let them start hanging around Daniel Bryan. Yeah. This will be a freaking rap because my edges mind already is so creative. But Duke, now that I've broken down why this is a huge loss for WWE, <laughs> tell me how you felt about him debuting.
0: Dude, this was a win for AEW in so many ways. Like like you said, you're getting a different side of Edge, but you're still getting Edge, which is scary in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Think of when Cody left AEW and went to w, went back home to WWE. What what was his thing? His thing was, I have to finish the story.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now look at Flip It and look at Edge going to AEW. Edge isn't finishing a story. Edge is starting a story. He's creating a story. That's an even scarier version of, of Adam or Edge, whatever you want to call him. That's, That's even saying. scarier. Number one. And then number two, about a week ago. Week and a half ago, WWE signed Jade Cargill. Obviously, it was a big rumor, big speculation. She didn't debut at a show. What? What do they do? They do it in the pettiest way possible to try to dig a knife into AEW. We're gonna announce this on Sports Center. We're gonna do this on Sports Center. WWE has signed free agent Jade Cargill from AEW. So what does AEW do? All right, you, you took one of our cornerstones for the last couple of years. How about we just pluck one of your cornerstones for the last 25 years mm. and create arguably the biggest sign, like you said, the biggest signing in indie history? I'm scared. Like, <laughs>
1: that is scary in and of itself. You know how much better creative was going to be? Oh, my God.
0: And then, like you like you touched on the song, he's keeping the Alter Bridge song. All they did was flip the you think you know me to you think you know him. And honestly, I kind of like that because low-key, and, like, if you're a comic book nerd, if you're a comic book nerd, Adam, Adam Warlock was considered him. That was his name. His name was him, mm-hmm. Adam Warlock. So... But it's like, I like you think you know him better yeah. than you think you know me. And yeah, it, like I said, he's got a, he's starting a new story. You're putting Edge in a whole new company that he's never even stepped foot in, never even opened a door to. And you're putting him with, there's at least 10 dream matches right there that he's never had of guys in AEW who've never been to WWE and WWE guys who have never fought edge mm-hmm. like just right off the top kenny omega anything with the bucks um uh, claudio moxley kingston like there's just um osprey zach saber jr ricky starks samoa joe that's 10 right there mm-hmm. that's 10 names i just rattled off of former wwe guys and guys who've never even been wwe hmm and then you got Adam – you could do Adam Page versus Adam Copeland, Adam versus Adam. Like, that, that That could potentially be another good match right there. So that's 11. And then you got, you know, your interaction with Sting. him going with Christian again. He could do something with Darby later down the line. Orange Cassidy, um – like there's just so many like, there's so, there's many so like there is so, so many L's. this is in so many ways a big w there's so many for L's, AEW man. like there's this so this is e- even if edge is only here for i don't know but the, he he said his multi year let's say edge is there for 3 months like knock on wood we don't want that to happen but let's say he's only there for 3 months no matter how long he's there this is a win mhm Like you, there's no way shaping even him backstage is a win, yes. Because not only that, not only do you have one of the greatest in ring performers of the last 25 years, not only do you have him trying to come back like after his injury and after WWE and do something new, something fresh, Mm -hmm. you have one of the greatest minds, creatively, technically, of the last 25 years there's you don't lose on this even if he never steps in a ring and he's just backstage in a creative Bro, if you
1: just if you just put him in the cody role exactly drastically the place would change in like a month like and i doubt he right. wants to be i and doubt, I, doubt he yeah wants to i'm be not saying me. that's where he's, the, where he's gonna be but if you but put I'm him in saying, a creative spot there's so many ways to take an l because just think of the names that you mentioned and how many L's are in those names? Him doing something with Orange Cassidy is gonna be gold. That's a L. Yeah, him doing something, him doing something with Darby and Sting and itself is amazing. That's an L. He, he said himself in the press conference, I've never been in a ring with Samoa Joe. Oh, that's an L. <laughs> yeah, and so, and you know, then he mentioned Claudio too. That's a L. You know, and think about just even the people lower on the card. That he can bring up, there's gonna be so many more L's. Like, mm-hmm. just, I'll tell you all one thing: all I'm excited he needs for to like a guy. You know, if if I'm he, excited you know, for him and Starks if him and Starks ever cross paths. And then you think about, you know, they do inter promotional, they do cross brands. I mean, I know they don't do a lot of work with AEW anymore, but you think about Edge going on an Impact run while he's on his AEW run because people have done it, and. You know, Matt Cardona being over there, uh, Brian Myers being down there. Just, it can reach so many levels. And then not only that, because you touched
0: on the edgeheads, the former edgeheads, but for our people who are older, mid-20s, late-20s, 30s, 40s, for those guys, this is the first time in a very, very long time that you have Edge, Christian, Matt, and Jeff on the same roster,
1: and and the Dudleys just came back,
0: and the Dudleys are wrestling again. This is this is a scary time. Just just AEW, like we can exclude the Dudleys for right now. This is the first time in a very long time these four men have been on the same roster at the same time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, do I is that a spoiler of me saying we're probably gonna get a TLC match? No, but could it possibly happen for the older fans who love nostalgia? Quite
1: possibly. And I'll tell you what, Edge and Christian would probably win again because they're probably <laughs> they're probably but, even right now still the most over of the three. <laughs> but exactly, and then like I but still,
0: a match from twenty five years ago. Do you think fan, do you think people are gonna be like, oh, nobody wants to see that match? Look, they could be 50. If they say edge, Christian, and the Hardys are in a TLC match, we probably gonna watch that shit.
1: Listen, if we watch Sting
0: versus Triple H, <laughs> we, we right? watch this. Like there's like AEW
1: does not lose in this at all. There's at no all. way they lose. There's nothing but W's coming their way. There's nothing but W's. All right. So taking the edge switch um, a lot of people said that they basically traded edge for jade cargo i'll use the jade cargo trade to get into wwe news but who do you think wins on that i feel oh. like i feel like as much of it is it's a massive win for aw i also feel like we know what we are doing now and we don't really have to worry about dropping the ball so i think jade's gonna be a major win for us too. oh no well yeah i mean it's both a
0: win don't get me wrong but aw like is there a way the jade cargo thing can go wrong absolutely but i feel like there's more ways the jade cargo thing can go wrong than edge going to aw because you almost certainly cannot fuck that up like there's no way you fuck that up even if he bombs in the ring you still have a creative mind. He's still backstage. He can still be a creative genius. Mm-hmm. Jade, you can fuck her up any number of ways. Look at Do I'm not I saying think she that's is a Do a
1: comparison.
0: I, I'm not saying I'm not saying she is a Do but
1: I mean Piper Niven was great until you know. Yeah, but Piper Piper Niven is like a Tegan Knox. It's it's kind of hard. Well, no, Tegan Knox wasn't set up to fail from the jump. But 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 if Jade is, Cargo Dutrop is Jade is Cargo Dewdrop is different because you know if Piper Niven came in now, Piper Niven would not be where Piper Niven is right now.
0: But I mean if if they bring in Jade as Jade, then yeah, we're good. But they're bringing but, in
1: Jade as Jade. I even saw the trademark people thought they were gonna name Jade. And it's actually for somebody that's in the NXT women's breakout tournament. So yeah, she is gonna be Jade Cargo. Um but like i said i'm going to take that and move into wwe news because we have to spend some time watching uh talking about this amazing pay-per-view i saw um NXT No Mercy dude i, I saw it live saturday the intro amazing i love i was oh, going to say I, I love the intro so nostalgic it was beautiful i feel like and then I got really upset because I felt like I wanted to fight somebody. Because unless you're doing a remake of this, why would you crush my heart by letting me know it's possible? Like the the the, the 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 accuracy was unreal. Mm-hmm. It was and I have the game and I've played the game very recently. So it even all the all the throwbacks. The character selections and uh, it was it was so nostalgic. It was nice. It was nice. It felt really good, and then they had a really good card. Mm-hmm. Um, I Which won't. Helps. I won't. It helps a lot, and it feels like they've arrived at a place where their takeovers are not takeovers because they don't call them that, but their ple's are now at the level, I know, you even hate that I said PLE, their PLEs are now at the level of the old NXT takeovers. Like, I feel like now they've arrived at a place where if it's a TV pay-per-view or if it's an actual pay-per-view, um, I should probably go over there and check it out.
0: <laughs> like yeah. you
1: know what I mean. Yeah, they 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 haven't been as
0: stagnant as they've been in the last few months.
1: I've heard I've heard the same compliment that people give Impact Wrestling given the NXT a couple times now, that they're probably the best wrestling show on TV. Possibly as far as consistency. And I I don't disagree because it, every time I watch it, it gets better. And I just, I like the concept. I was never mad at the concept of staying with younger people and more homegrown talent Mm -hmm. as long as it was ran the right way. And I think now with the right people running things and Sean giving kind of the leeway to really shape and mold the place the way he wants it has created a brilliant thing where I don't really worry about if the guys can go which is why i used to watch yeah i used to yeah. watch to see if the young guys can go who i need to keep my eyes on mm-hmm. now i'm just kind of watching it for a good time because i don't really question if ever anyone can go because they they impress me every single time i watch and that being said opening match brawn breaker the dog uh Named after his, his his father. Uh, I like that he's fully is his, his bag guy persona is just the dog, his dad was the dog face gremlin. He just kind of fully embraced it. Versus Baron Corbin, who came out as Ghost Rider, basically. Yeah, and I, I'm not mad at it. I wouldn't mind. Him just being like Ghostwriter, like as a gimmick. Like this is I'm kind of I'm kind of here for it. I mean, neither would I, but you know, it's it's Corbin, so they're probably gonna mix something up with him anyway. That and credit to Corbin. He ended up winning. Shout out to him. Um, I'm trying to remember. how this how this ended. But the two of them went in there and it was just kind of a fight.
0: Yeah, it was uh, that
1: that that's been their stick the last couple
0: of weeks anyway.
1: And I like I like the bronze thing is really just fighting. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. He, he's yeah, smashed he's off now.
1: I like it. And I think the fact that Corbin was able to capitalize in kind of a tricky way because it was definitely it wasn't an asterisk, but the yeah. way he won was definitely like, oh, you you snuck away with that one.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, because it's it's almost off a distraction that he pulls off the end of days. And I'm just i just i be honest, I, I was happy they went with Corbin.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know the match was got- solid. You gotta mix it up every now and then. You can't have Braun being brawn and just dominating everybody. So it's it's always nice when you can get a little fresh mix and it does wonders for Corbin. So it you you really don't lose much with uh with that result.
1: Yeah, I think with the pairing, I just sometimes wonder how uh Sean is gonna get the get the win off. hmm Cause it's tricky because you know, in your head as a wrestling guy, some of these people are definitely not supposed to be. Some of these other Ye- people. And I, you know what I mean? So, yeah. I, it's tricky to figure out how you put Baron Corbin in a place where he's equal to Braun Breaker without
0: ruining Braun.
1: Or mm-hmm. ruining Braun. Um, next title match, though, and another great story about finding how to make it seem like two people are on the same level. Dominic Mysterio versus Trick Williams with Dragon Lee as the referee. Impressive. I mean, they didn't bring the house down. But they were impressive. This was a big match for Don. He was out there alone. Mm-hmm. And I like that. I'll be honest. Because I feel like NXT is a great place for him to stand on his own two feet. Yeah. Um. That being said, this was a big match for Trick. Yes. Because it was Trick's like, it's not his first opportunity at gold, but the first yeah. time you felt like he should win.
0: Yeah, it was like it's like it's it's the first time for Trick to actually beat Trick.
1: He should win, he should go over, but also Trick has to prove against Dom, who's the most over guy, as far as wrestling heels. Mm-hmm. That you can go in there with the top heel.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: and he did it. They pulled it off. Trick one, as he should have, and kudos to him. I just really enjoyed it. Did. I really enjoyed seeing him get the win. It didn't have to be super impressive. It just had to feel like he deserved to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, Another high-level match of the night was a fatal four. The family... Versus the Creed brothers, versus uh, Angel Garza and Roberto Roberto uh, Carillo. And Sorry, the accent still hasn't kicked in. And out the mud, which is a brand new one managed by um, Reggie. <laughs> they they've they're they're doing like a version of Hit Row that's supposed to get over that doesn't rap they're like you know like if you stood back and looked at how it would be realistically you, know, you know, <laughs> that's basically what out the mud is
0: and not not, not the name I would have thought of but
1: hey you know they're like a more serious crime time I guess S- sounds like a duck dynasty family either way <laughs> either way um the family goes over. And they have a solid tag match, which I got to tell you, I didn't doubt for a second. I don't know who mm-hmm. Out the Mud is. That was my first time seeing them. They were okay. Um, But Garza and Humberto are veterans, really. Mm-hmm. The Creed brothers approved that they can do this at the highest level. And I'm starting to learn more and more that tony d and stacks are really good and just the gimmick will fool you mm-hmm. because the gimmick is so over but they're they're good enough to do it in there yeah. um so credit to them good win for them i liked it that <laughs> i liked it that i liked that they won that hmm. I thought it was i liked good. It i didn't know really, i didn't really see who else they could go with Aside from the Creed brothers, they're just over right now. You got to let them run with it. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's really all I had. Just solid match. And it says something for the consistency of NXT that they've been able to keep tag matches up like this. Yes. Says more than other people's tag divisions, but we won't talk about it. Heritage Cup, Noam Dar, shout out to Noam Dar. And Butch, you know, Butch came to the ring with Tyler Bate to fight for the Heritage Cup under heritage rules with Noam Dar and the metaphor. It was cool, man. It was cool. I mean, they went in there and I forget how good Noam Dar is, but then again, I don't. I feel like a lot of the people that are underrated stay on my universe. So I kind of just don't, I don't really forget how good they are because I mm-hmm. usually use them most of the time. But seeing them in action, like really, you know, all the extra characteristics really helps you remind yourself, oh man, he's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew I was a fan of Noam Dar because as much as this was a group effort, at the end of the day, it took seven men, really, <sighs> not even seven men, but like it took seven people. And a combined effort to pull off Noam Dar beating Butch which is so good for Butch but Noam Dar's characteristics charisma it is his brawling style his wrestling style is just really good he's yeah. just really 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 good
0: like you said he's he's very
1: he, he's underrated he's sneaky man he's sneaky good um, and of course, and it's it's because he he has to play the guy that can't do it that seems to keep getting by, but at the end of the day, he's just really good. He's really really good. Quite um, a nice individual as well. But it took the metaphor and Gallus jumping Tyler Bate and distracting the ref to put Butch in the perfect position to lose. Uh, because Joe Coffey had to get in there and gave him this wicked clothesline. Mm-hmm. Uh, that led to Noam Dar finishing them all for the final point to win the Heritage Cup. I won't get too into it because we have a lot more to get into, but tremendous. Mm-hmm. Chef's kiss. I mean, they fucking did it. It's good soup. Next. Uh, the NXT Championship, Carmelo Hayes versus Ilya Draganov. And oh boy. Like I said, we got more stuff to get into, so I'll keep it short and sweet. But, man, did they tear it up. I mean, it was like watching a reverse Gunther match. When I saw Ilya Dragunov, a lot of the reason Ilya Dragunov, if you never watched him before, the only match you need to see is Ilya Dragunov versus Gunther for the NXT UK Championship. Yes. It is the only match you need to see that promo for that match is probably the only promo of his you need to see. He hasn't changed characters. No, he's still Ilya. He's still the same Ilya. And basically, he's a madman. hmm Like, there's not really much more to paint. He's just a madman. He's hell-bent on success. And the best world champions if you look back on it, are really just guys obsessed with being champion. To the point where they're driven mad. I mean, look at Edge. Yeah. Elia has arrived at this place where Carmelo Hayes is everything in NXT. To me, him and Trick are the heart and soul down there. So even... Even the story that Carmelo Hayes might not be able to beat Ilya Dragunov without Trick Williams is a big story because Carmelo Hayes is already him, but it shows the high quality they hold Ilya Dragunov at. Mm -hmm. So the match was kind of that same story coming to an end where at the end of the day, Ilya Dragunov is still Ilya Dragunov, which I guess was the question. Mm Mm-hmm. Is it going to be Carmelo Hayes or is Ilya Dragunov still Ilya Dragunov? And he went out there and just beat the living hell out of Carmelo Hayes until he just could not get back up. I mean, the match was amazing, but the grand story of the match is he fucked around and found out. Yeah. So (laughs) Ilya Dragunov is the new NXT champion. Uh, I'm kind of at a loss, but I'm excited. I'm excited to see where they take it.
0: Yeah, and plus, I don't feel like this is the end of it anyway. I, I think they're gonna wind up running it back again. I I could definitely see them going for a part two. Mm-hmm. So I'm not I'm not too too concerned with Carmelo losing the belt because he he might end up getting it back. This could this could be a great trilogy match.
1: It could be. I can see this going more than once.
0: Because mm-hmm. I, I feel like. I was going to say, I could see this actually going, believe it or not, to the end of the year.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I could see you You might even be able to, depending on, I don't know, depending on the ups and downs. Yeah, you could carry it to the end of the year. I don't think you could take it to Mania, but you could definitely carry it to the end of the year.
0: No, I, I was thinking more the 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 paper, NXT pay-per-view
1: before the Royal Rumble. Like their, their Rumble. deadlines prefer. at the end of the year. Yeah, They're I could see, I, I see it, it going see go the deadline. Way deadline. It could go all yeah. the deadline. Because I feel like you owe it to the generation that was watching the new one mm-hmm. to have Carmelo go over. But I feel yeah. like validating the people that were watching NXT UK, they needed to see Elia Dragunov win. Like People like us, the new Dragunov from beating Gunther. Yeah, yeah needed to see it because it made sense to us mm-hmm. but for the people watching Carmelo this entire time they also deserve to see him win and overcome yeah. that so they could definitely take it to deadline Um, the final match Becky Lynch versus Tiffany Stratton just go see it we don't have enough time but just go just go see it like just like pause this if you if you're watching it in a place where you can see the match if you haven't and just see it, and come back because there's not enough time. But Tiffany Stratton is is hurt. <laughs> Tiffany Stratton is ready. She is her. She is she is the epitome of it. Like it don't get no better than this.
0: It, it don't get no better. This is this is where we are. Whatever, this, whatever this y'all thought,
1: yeah. Whatever vision Vince McMahon kept reimagining into different divas, this is it. This is what he was looking for. like you know how many blonde you know bimbo gimmicks he was putting out there and was hoping that it would land with somebody eventually this is what he was going for this is it this is Tiffany Stratton is it she's everything
0: I thought Mandy
1: Rose was it with that toxic with, with toxic attraction this is it this is this was it like seeing her and I've rooted for her the last two times against Becky Lynch so maybe I'm biased but Tiffany Stratton is Barbie. She is like, like how Jade is storm and how you just accept it. She is Barbie. She is like perfect. She went out there with somebody that has done it all mm-hmm. and looked like she has also done it all. Like exactly. I mean, it was neck and neck. And honestly, Becky Lynch got away. Like, if you look at it, Tiffany didn't flinch for a second. No. Like, it, the, the problem with the stuck-up, narcissistic, blonde girl is, is the same problem that was with Trish. At the end of the day, Trish wasn't as good as she had been proclaiming, proclaiming that she was. And she knew it. Which is why she had a lackey. Tiff don't need no lackey. Like Tiff believes she's that good because she's that good. Mm-hmm. And she right? going to show you. And she's going to show you. And she's not scared of you. She wants headfirst into the challenge because she's that good. She and, knows. again, just go see it. Because Becky Lynch got away. She knows. Tiffany got robbed. She knows. Because she had her dead to rights. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna tell you no more. Shucky ducky quack quack. Go see the match. <laughs>
2: that
1: was it. She did that. Yeah. Shucky it. quack quack. Go see the match. Go see the match. That's gonna be that's gonna be the tagline. <laughs> ducky, ducky quack quack. Go see the match. Quack quack. Go that might see be the match. Long. That might be too long. Quack quack. Go see the match. Um, Duke. I'm toss it to you we got to do the predictions
0: yes we do so ladies and gentlemen obviously it is that time we are out of the carpool lane we are jumping into the express lane because fast lane is upon us and we have some matches that are officially as we're recording are happening and some matches that are predicted to happen So they may happen, they may not, but since they're predicted, we're going to discuss them anyway because that's what we do. So the first match we're going to talk about, or predict rather, the Intercontinental Championship, Gunther versus Tommaso Ciampa. I'm going to go first on this one because I feel like this is going to be quick. Gunther ain't stopping no time soon. I'm sorry. It is what it is. Tommaso, we love you, man. we glad you finally getting yourself a title match. But anybody but Gunther. Anybody. So I'm going ring general Gunther for the win.
1: Yeah. I mean, you said it. I won't spend too much time on it. I love Tommaso. Congratulations, my guy. Couldn't have happened to a nicer guy.
0: <laughs>
1: Couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. I mean, damn.
0: Unless your name is Johnny.
1: Unless your name is Johnny, which she's still looking for. Yeah,
0: right. Um, the next match we have on the docket for the Raw Women's Championship, we have Rhea Ripley versus Nia Jax. Now, I'm gonna let you go first on this one. Oh, this is
1: actually happening.
0: Well, it it, it this is one of the, this is the predictions. Predictions, okay. This is one of the predicted matches.
1: And we, we going to me first?
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm going to let you go first on this one.
1: I hope the training was worth it.
0: You hope the training was worth it?
1: I really hope the training was worth it. Uh, Because at the end of the day, right, Nia's going to lose. Mm-hmm. Let me just tell you that. She's going to lose. But it's not about who wins. Cause the one is going to be real. <laughs> uh, it's about how good Nia is going to do because the determination of her trajectory depends on this match. I agree. Because if this match is bad, they are not going to look at Rhea. They're going to look at Nia. I agree. So as great as this is of an opportunity for Nia to come right back into the main event title picture. Um, there's a lot riding on it. She got to prove that she deserved to be at the level that she was and that she still deserves to be at that level in this new Triple H run era where it's just really hungry.
0: I I, I was going to say, I agree with everything you just said. And then not only that, there couldn't be a better and more scarier person for you to have your first test with in this triple H led era, then Triple H is baby. Like Rhea, like no matter what anyone says, Rhea Ripley is Triple H's baby. Triple H is going to protect her seven days out of the week, 365 days a year, all 24 hours in the day.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: He is going to protect her at all costs. If the match is bad, he's not looking at Rhea because Hardly anyone has a bad match with Rhea. If it's good, he's gonna look at Rhea, but he's also gonna look at Naya like, all right, maybe, maybe this did work out. Maybe we can try this again. And then he's probably gonna throw another test her way. But Naya has a lot to gain from this and a lot to lose at the same time. So this is this is very tricky for Naya, but I think is gonna win. It's going to be some fuckery involved again? Disqualification, whatever. Oh, you can't lose on DQ in a title match. Um, some fuckery going to happen, and Rhea going to win. Mm.
1: Yeah, so I'm, I, I hope she doesn't win clean either. Ooh, yeah, I no. hope she doesn't win clean.
0: I don't want her to win that clean. Really either.
1: suck. That would really suck.
0: Um, a next prediction match that's supposedly being talked about is Cody Rhodes versus uh Drew McIntyre, and I'm gonna be honest, this one kinda has me scratching my head a little bit because I don't really see the match happening. I don't know if it actually will. But I mean if it does I would I would think um see I'm trying to think. I w- I, w- I would guess Cody. I mean I really don't have a horse in this race. Cody. Yeah like I don't I don't really have a horse in this race. I feel like this is this match is gonna be kind of pointless anyway. It won't be a bad match, but it's just gonna be a match. No, that's it's light. gonna be.
1: It's gonna be good.
0: It, it it's gonna be like a good filler match.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is really good.
0: but yeah, so we're we, we're going
1: we up both. against Goku, dude. Like it's, yeah, this. It's,
0: so uh, I I guess we're both in agreement, Cody. Yeah.
1: Okay. If that, if Drew it doesn't it stand does a chance, Drew. Until Drew turns heel, I don't think Drew stands a chance against him. damn near anybody. <laughs>
0: Anti-hero Drew is not it.
1: No, he's got to turn heel. He's got to turn heel.
0: Agreed. I'll agree to that. All right. Match that we have, that we know is for sure happening, the SmackDown Women's Championship triple threat match of Charlotte Flair, Asuka, and our champion, EO Sky. Go ahead, Stevie. I'll let you take this one.
1: Yeah, I'll be real with you, man. I'm kind of... (laughs) I'm kind of fed up about it.
0: Already? Um, are you fed up with the championship reign, or are you fed up with the triple
1: threat matches? I'm fed up with the fact that I didn't wait. Like, um, I said this somewhere. I might have said it on Twitter or Facebook. Um, Follow Dangerous Drivers on Facebook. It feels weird because EO Sky versus Asuka's dream match. Mm -hmm. It is a WrestleMania quality dream match. Mm -hmm. And it just feels weird that you gave it to us on cable television and then instead of you know, you fuzzled it, which you should have. But to not then take the match to fast lane so that they can have a proper one on one on a big stage you shove charlotte into it which feels like a it feels like you're afraid to just let them go out there and do what they do like you're afraid of greatness two, these but it it does though like it it feels like you don't trust them like this this match should be bringing the house down It should, but, you know. And the fact that you're not letting it get its own platform unless the story is to bring it to its own platform and have that match on a bigger scale. Mm -hmm. If you're holding out this match until, what's the next big one, Survivor Series?
0: And I don't even think they would do that.
1: But if that was the goal, then I'm with you. But... To shove Charlotte in here now and to have already kind of had the match on cable television for the first time, it's just weird. It feels like you don't trust them to do this, even though you know it's a match people want to see. It's so weird.
0: Yeah. And I think that's like a tough thing that Triple H and the rest of creative needs to navigate.
1: Like you could have easily had Charlotte come to ringside and spectate on the match
0: And do something
1: after. Purely to be like, I want whoever wins. Mm -hmm. And I'm scouting
0: talent.
1: So that you know whoever is past this is getting Charlotte. Mm -hmm. Which kind of adds profile to the match. But to just shoehorn her way into the triple threat is like... Yeah, it's like, yeah. And now I don't even know who's going to win. Because now I feel like you might just put it back on Charlotte. Like, not- which, which, like, I'm not even sure I'm upset about because, like, I would get the logic. Because if you're, if you want, if your goal is to have the, if you're, if you're pulling the WrestleMania play where Sean fought Hunter, fought Benoit at Mania, I get what you're going for. Like, the feud between these two. Is going to create a perfect opportunity for person C. hmm But, and then you take A and B to a different platform later. Yeah. But I feel like they need the women's title to kind of validate how much the match means. hmm But if you're going to have Charlotte just be in there to, like, take the L, then even then, that's like, I don't know
0: man, I don't know i I'm 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 saying eO's gonna win. I think it's too, too early to take it off for her not only that, it's odd to do it in a triple threat yeah like I don't know why you would do it in a triple threat for the women. I'm second tired of these damn triple threat matches already um but yeah I, I don't have much to say on it. I think you said more than I would have <laughs> um which is a good thing. But, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to go EO Sky just for, you know, the shits and giggles portion of it. Um, Next match we have is the World Heavyweight Championship last man standing match, Seth Rollins versus Nakamura. Um, For me so far, it hasn't been bad, but it hasn't been great. Um, I think it's like been in that tweener spot of good and Okay. I feel like Seth is going to win, even with the bad back thing and all that. I could see Seth winning. And you know what? I wouldn't be mad if a cash-in was teased, maybe. Like, do I think they pull the trigger and cash it in this pay-per-view? No. But I wouldn't be mad at all if a cash-in was teased in any way. But, yeah, so I'm going Seth here. He's going to be the last man standing. And I think it's going to be something like really ridiculous that does it. Like it's got to be the most ridiculous curb stomp that we've seen in recent memory. So I'm going to go Seth. I'll take Seth here. Uh, What are your thoughts?
1: I think they can't have Seth win unless they take Nakamura off TV.
0: Oh, so you think you think this is Nakamura's
1: time? I think it's either Nakamura's time. I only see this going two ways. And I know Triple H is going to pull some weird third way. that's going to go, God damn it. But I really only see two ways this can go that I'm going to be okay with. Okay. I'm going to say it like that. Either Seth wins, which to me is corny, but Seth wins. But Nakamura has destroyed his back. And he's like crawling damn near, struggling using the ropesters, whatever is around him to stand up and then cash him. Mm -hmm. Or because then, honestly, Seth can be too hurt to go for the rematch and he can go for back surgery Or you go with the story, dummy. Nakamura is like, I know your back is hurt. I know I destroyed it last time. Now we're going to do a last man standing on my terms. I'm going to destroy your back because your back is hurting. You're going to go away for your back. I'm going to be champ. Like, I don't know how hard it is for people to just go with the story where the villain wins. Like, doesn't it just logically make sense that... Yeah, Seth's back isn't going to hold forever. He does have to go away to surgery. Why don't you just give it to Nakamura? Nakamura knew what to do. Like, it's it's hold that on. simple. Hold on. I don't see why you have to circumvent that. Hold on. Brain
0: fart or, or light bulb just went off. Maybe there is a third way. I mean, I'm sure there is, but I'm not going to like it. Go ahead. Who's, been, who, who's been spotted at the PC besides Jade Cargill? who who's possibly making a return sometime soon from their back injury
1: oh, no you don't think who would that benefit though
0: doesn't matter who it would benefit it's a possibility
1: I guess but and,
0: and and you know just it, it a, just some...
1: it would just have to make sense
0: a, a certain Viper does need another uh title run if it makes
1: sense you got to make it make sense.
0: It's Seth and Randy. It makes sense because it's fucking Randy. I mean, maybe that's just me fantasy booking, but he was spotted at the PC.
1: He was spotted.
0: He's technically a free agent. He didn't get drafted anywhere. Raw has always been his home. It, it You need another big star after Nakamura. Makes sense.
1: Unless he's working in tandem with somebody. Possible possible you know him and oh the only way they could do unless randy was working independently
0: yeah like randy's not randy's not in collusion with anybody randy's like yeah like randy's just being randy
1: Seth won, and then randy came out and rko'd him because he's randy and he wants a title shot and then as he's walking off there's a in that's different
0: and then not only that the youngest world heavyweight champion in history you just brought my belt back
1: that's true. It's it, true. It, I don't. It's possible. It's the spikes on minimum. The spikes on
0: minimum. Um, our last match we have on the docket is the tag team match of the Bloodline and the likely pairing, well, unlikely pairing of John Cena and LA Knight. Yeah. Um. So supposedly. AJ was never supposed to be the tag team partner of choice. Clearly. Um, What had happened was LA Knight had contracted COVID, so they had to keep him off TV for about, you know, two weeks. And then from that point on, everything got switched up and it became apparent afterwards that LA Knight was the tag partner. So now we have an interesting dilemma here. If it is a dilemma, that is. Stevie, go ahead. Who do you have between this Bloodline and John Cena LA Knight
1: tag team match? Cena. You don't see him? Cena. Cena. No, okay, crazy. Cena. 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 I know. I know. Cena. You know what I was saying? Yeah, yeah. Um no, but um yeah, Cena. I mean it's it's
0: it's, it, it's John I mean, and the uh, and the most over the most over baby face of the last 20 years, and arguably the most over baby face right now.
1: Yeah, they about to get the John Cena rub. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know uh, man, we, we got it's, it's, it's clear, it's clear, man. I mean, Jimmy is going crazy. Paul has no control. Solo is just there. Like, <laughs> Solo is just there. You know, John finna check Jimmy, put him in his place. And LA Knight is not to lose to Jimmy Uso. But like, let's be real about it. Like, let's be real about it. Like,
0: you, you got John Cena. I, I
1: give it to Solo all day. <laughs> Nobody is losing to Jimmy Uso. The other three men on this card are all going over against Jimmy Uso.
0: So basically that's basically <laughs> what this is: John LA Knight and Solo Sokoa going over on Jimmy.
1: <laughs> on Jimmy. I mean, I could definitely see a situation where they just lose. They lose. It's Jimmy' mm-hmm. fault, and then Solo just kicks out Jimmy at, the end. Yo, at can- the end. Or at the end, Roman calls Paul and tells Jimmy tells Solo to do Jimmy. Like, <laughs> Can I just say,
0: my oh my, how the tables have turned within the last year. We went from it's Jimmy Uso. Who doesn't love Jimmy? So now, today, ain't nobody come to see you, Jimmy.
1: Bro. And and somebody better tell him. Because he don't know. He the only you, one that don't know.
0: He don't know if see Judgment you. Judgment
1: Day, Alpha Academy. He don't know what he is at this point. That's terrible. That's terrible. He coming out here every week saying they came to see me Man of a, what I did to Jay. No, we uh, just, a, we just he here to see Jay. Jimmy know, we became a groupie. groupie.
0: That's true. He became a groupie. All this That's true. And, love, a, and, a, and
1: a groupie and a groupie. Uh, crew love too. Because he was over there. He was just about to be with Judgment Day. Yeah, I mean, he was just about to be with Judgment Day. Then he was like, oh, yeah, I got some bloodline. And was just shooting your shot on anybody. Like, mm. bruh. I oh, mean, we shooting a missile. You were somebody told him he was Jay. Like I know, I know y'all twins and everything, but
0: <laughs> you you ain't him.
1: You ain't him. You is
0: not... <laughs> Yeah, but that is uh that is that's all the fast lane uh predictions and rumored matches. I guess uh I guess we could take it home from here.
1: All right, man. We ended up going longer than I figured, but there yeah. was a lot to cover, man. It was yeah. a lot to cover. It happens, it happens. But take us home.
0: All the good things that happen, they must come to an end. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into this episode. Like we said in the beginning, if you know where to find us, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, at Dangerous Job. You can find us on Twitter, uh, Website.com, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Music. You can probably find us on MySpace, too, if you look hard enough, but that's it for this week guys thank you for tuning in as always make sure you guys stay up make sure you guys stay blessed and as always stay, stay dangerous.
1: dangerous people have been asking me to be the best in the why eddie why